Hello, my name is Banning, and I welcome you into the 16th week of Ordinary Time. This week, in the way of Jesus, we are practicing having conversations of discernment. Holy Spirit, guide my vision, help me see the way you see. Always Jesus, ever Jesus, Christ in all as Christ in me. Two weeks ago, we began a new series through the letter to the Ephesians. If you haven't listened to the first episode of this series, you might find it helpful as an orientation to the themes we'll be exploring as we study and practice our way through this book. For those who are interested in following along with our practices in a written format, this series is included in the book Living the Way of Jesus that we published through the Foundry Publishing in 2019. We'll include a link in the show notes if you'd like to see it or purchase it for yourself. And in that book, the Ephesians series is called Practicing Resurrection, and it's found on pages 49 through 56 during the ordinary time of year A. And while we have made a few adaptations to a couple of the practices, many of them are the same. And as always, if you have any questions about these practices or would like to share your own experiences, we'd love to hear from you. You can find an email address in the show notes of this episode. Now, our scripture text for this week is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 16. And I'll be reading it out of the New Living Translation. Hear the word of the Lord. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope in the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ, That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then, We will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing 
and full of love. Oh, you're the light. You're my path. You're the shepherd of my soul. All I am, all I have, Holy Spirit, lead me As you read the letter to the Ephesians, you may start to notice a change in Paul's writing around chapter 4. Up to this point, Paul has spent his time explaining the meaning and the extravagance of God's love shown in the person of Jesus Christ. It is a love that reminds us of Mother Teresa's words that we all belong to one another. It's a love that has torn down the walls of hostility and continues to invite and empower us to tear down those walls as we participate in the peace of Christ. But here, the language of Paul starts to change. Here, the letter moves to ways of putting the love we see on display in the person of Jesus and putting that into practice. Paul warns us that how that love gets put to practice might look different for each of us, but that love is put into practice is a sign of maturity. It's a sign of unity, a sign of growing up in Christ. And in typical Pauline style, this invitation is full of grace while also pulling no punches. There is a distinct, graceful directness in his voice. Grow up. Mature in Christ. Allow the life of Christ to soak every nook and cranny of your life. Don't be immature but instead grow in every way more and more like Jesus. But friends, growing up can be hard. It is difficult. Living the way of Jesus is not always easy or simple as we may want. There is a process of letting go, of not controlling things. There's a process of taking on, new responsibilities, knowledge, perspectives, decision-making. And while there is an innocence in remaining a child, growing up and maturing, it requires us to acknowledge the complexities of life. More so, growing up is complex in and of itself. Maturing takes a long time. This is not something that can be hurried. And unfortunately, there are no shortcuts. So how might we respond to this? Well, this week, Pastor McHale said, growing up has so much to do with discernment and nothing to do with controlling our own future. Now, friends, I don't feel like I'm going too far off the edge when I say maturity is not exactly the hallmark of our culture. Eugene Peterson says it this way, Instead of becoming more, we either get more or do more. So it is not surprising that many people are offering to sell us maps for living better than we are without having to grow up. But friends, there are no maps to the mature life, and certainly not a mature life in Christ. Rather, it 
is a process of discernment. Conversation with the Spirit, conversation with mentors, pastors, close friends, and family members. And so this week, we want to invite you to enter into those conversations of discernment. As we ask questions like, how do we know what God is inviting us into? How do we make sense of the muddled details of our lives? And to be blunt, how do we need to grow up? How are we being invited to mature? Well, it starts in conversation with the Spirit. And so this week, I want you to set aside time to have a conversation of discernment with the Spirit. This is a, a careful and constant examination of the things we feel like we are hearing and the inner motivations that we are feeling. It may be helpful to, to find a quiet place, have an open chair sitting across from you as if you were having a conversation with an old friend. Let it be casual. Openly and honestly talk to the Spirit. Offering the things that are heavy on your heart, the things that you are curious about, the questions you might have, and then listen, really listen as you pay attention to what is happening inside of you. Are things coming to mind as you listen? Are there new insights or perspectives? Are there strong feelings associated with any of your questions or thoughts? Now, if this feels foreign to you, know that is totally okay. But also know this, that this is the language of the Holy Spirit. It is a language of intimacy and relationship. So let the Holy Spirit take the lead. Eugene Peterson says, this process of discernment is a way of speaking and listening that gets the words of Jesus inside us so that they become us. It is not new information or explanation. It is God's word on our side, within us, working out the details and the circumstances of our lives. So as you discern with the Spirit, allow these questions to be a filter for you, a way to make sense of what you are thinking and feeling. Is what I'm hearing and feeling, is that consistent? with Jesus' own words or actions? Will this draw me or us closer to God and others? Or does it draw me or us farther away from them? And what does this produce in my own spirit? Am I moving toward love, joy, hope, peace? Am I moving toward growing up in Christ? Or am I moving toward contempt or discontent and anxiety? Am I remaining a child? And after you spent time doing this, invite a close friend, a pastor, a mentor into the conversation and tell them about your conversation with the Spirit. 
and then allow them to speak into your life and into that conversation. And then trust that the Spirit is in all of it as you grow in Christ-likeness. As we go this week, I want to pray the prayer of Paul's from Ephesians chapter 3. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. Not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. That Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him with both feet planted firmly on love you will be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimension of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its length. Plumb the depths, rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. God can do anything, you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Friends, may it be so in you.